Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 315. A, a lot of times we think, you know, we have people problems in this in this in this business. But we don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna default to Edward Demings on that. Okay. Demings said most every problem you have in your business is a system problem, not a people problem. He goes, people problems are usually the result of systems you have with choosing the people and training them and doing everything else. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Are you opening a restaurant and stressing out with where to start? Or perhaps you've already opened your restaurant and you're finding yourself completely overwhelmed with the day-to-day tasks that only you know how to do. If you feel this way, I've got good news. You don't have to do it alone, nor should you regain control of your business and your life with restaurantowner.com. And if you go to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable, you will get a 10-day pass for only $1. Get on it. Hiring a consultant to train your staff and to improve your restaurant can be expensive. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just get advice from world champion baristas and leading restaurant consultants without spending thousands of dollars? Tipsy believes you should have the chance to learn new skills whenever you need to, which is why they have hundreds of hospitality courses available for only $9 a month. To give you a little something extra, as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you can also get 50% off your first month. All you gotta do is Click the tipsy banner in the show notes. Get on it. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Joe Erickson. Joe, you've heard the show before. I know you know what's coming. Are you feeling unstoppable today, my man? Eric, like a locomotive, a speeding locomotive, dude. I mean, you know, the gate, but the railroad crossing gates better be down because I'm not slowing down for the intersection. That's what we like to hear. So Joe Erickson is a leading contributor and vice president of restaurantowner.com and a feature writer for Restaurant Startup and Growth Magazine. As a 30 plus year veteran of the restaurant industry, Joe has created, developed, several successful food service concepts as manager, owner, and consultant. In 2004, Joe teamed up with longtime friend and business associate Jim Laub, founder of restaurantowner.com. Together, they have developed hundreds of articles, tools, and resources to help independent operators compete with the chains and become more profitable. Uh, You know, one of the beautiful things I love about having restaurantowner.com as a sponsor and as a supporter of this mission of Restaurant Unstoppable to just create this melting pot of restaurant mentors to learn from, to move the industry forward is that I get access to this rock star team of experts they have. Uh, and just Joe's just one of those guys. We have uh, maybe at least one more guy coming on the show, Anton. And uh, I know this is going to be an action packed filled with content, beautiful episode. And today we're going to be talking about uh, restaurant fundamentals. And uh, Joe's put together a checklist of the basic systems every restaurant should have. So you guys are going to get that checklist in the show notes. And uh, I really, I can't wait to dive into this. But before we do, Joe, we got to get that motivational, inspirational, ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. Take it away, my man. 
Well, let, let me tell you something. There, there are several I could choose from, but today we're talking about systems. So I thought it would be no more appropriate than include one of the systems gurus, Michael Gerber, the author of The E-Myth. Mm. And one of his greatest quotes that I think, that I, I personally think about a lot is, it goes like this, the greatest business people I've met are determined to get it right, no matter what the cost. And underlining that get it right, no matter what the cost, is probably the heart of the entrepreneur. And the problem that I see in business today is that too many business owners today, they kind of give up on getting it right. And instead, they spend so much time dealing with problems or putting out fires. And what Gerber professes and what Jim and I have tried to profess on restaurantowner.com is that the most effective method for getting it right is to create foolproof systems to prevent the fires and the issues. Man, what an awesome way to get this thing started. And I'm just curious, um, do you think that there's maybe an issue with understanding what right looks like? Do you think maybe that might contribute to why so many people struggle in the first place? Uh, I think that today's content will be dealing a lot with that. <laughs> I think the picture, the definition of what it is right is probably you're right on. That is probably the the biggest question there is. Yeah, and it just reminds me so much of my man Rudy Mick. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Joe, but he was a guest on the show, super knowledgeable consultant. And I mm -hmm. asked him just to leave us with one piece of advice. And his one piece of advice when we were wrapping up the show was, you've got to paint a picture of perfection for your people. And I feel like so many people get into this industry without the picture of perfection. They have nothing to aim for. So that's why I'm here. That's why restaurantowner.com is here to help find out what that picture of perfection looks like. So I can't wait to, to get going. Any thoughts you want to tag on to that before we dive in more into you and what, what makes uh, you? No, but I am, I am familiar with Rudy's work and, and he is absolutely correct. I wish I had to coin that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, we got, you know, just an aerial view of who you are and what we're going to be talking about today, but you've got such incredible experience. I, you know, the introduction really didn't do you justice. Let's learn more about you starting with when you just broke into the industry. Well, actually, um, I came into the business, per se, um, working as a part-time caterer for a barbecue chain when I was 20 years old, and I liked it so much that I dropped my college career <laughs> and uh, uh, six months later become, became the manager, the catering manager for this barbecue, fledgling barbecue chain, uh, which eventually was called Luther's Barbecue in Houston, Texas, and eventually was sold and became over 100 units, you know. So we had a really great team of people. We had great uh, people that we worked with. One of those most influential that we used to, uh, some of the fellow managers that I had that were managers of the restaurants of the group we had uh, were people like Doug Brooks, who was the chairman of the board of, of the Chili's franchise. Well, he, he used to work with us at Luther's, and uh, we remember the day he jumped ship and went over to Chili's, and look where he ended up. But we had a, we had a I was I was really fortunate to be able to work with a lot of great people that went on to have great careers, own restaurants. Um, it's where I met Jim Laub, uh, my business partner, and uh, he brought me into RestaurantOwner.com almost 13 years ago. Oh wow! Um, uh, but it was it was our relationship back when we were running restaurants, uh, the barbecue restaurants, where we talked about going and uh, providing leadership for and skills business training for restaurants that uh, that needed to be able to run their business in other words they knew how to uh, uh, serve the food they knew how to hire the people or whatever uh, maybe things didn't run so smoothly but what they didn't know was how to run a business and uh, Jim went off and actually created seminars and did that for a few years 
I went on and opened up more restaurants. Uh, so I've owned a dinner cruise business, been uh, uh, managing partners with several different restaurants, had the um, uh, uh, blessings to to be able to work with a lot of great people um, in, like I said, full service restaurants, catering, dinner cruises, uh, high end steakhouses. So um, I, I, I've been blessed to have that. But what I enjoy most about the entire process was recognizing that there's some common denominators, Eric, in running restaurants that transcends all restaurant types, all service types and everything else. And that is it takes a combination of leadership, skills and business systems to make it work over and over again. And on restaurantowner.com, you know, we're a, our, our business is we have an online educational resource library for existing and would-be restaurant owners. Um, you know, we have specific resources to help them opening a restaurant, running a restaurant, or provide a dose of reality if they're simply dreaming about owning a restaurant. And we teach business systems and culture skills. And the thing is, you need all three of these to be successful because they're intrinsically related. Um, each one relies on the other. A shortcoming with any one of those skill sets has the potential to undermine the effectiveness of the others. So what I noticed was that there's certain common denominators, certain fundamentals that all restaurants must have if they're going to be successful. Awesome. And when you just got started, when you were just you know telling the story, uh, explained how you got to where you are today, you said you're 20 years old uh, when you dropped out of college to to do this full time. So you knew at a young age, but you kind of just skimmed right over. You didn't really didn't dive into the why. And I, I love diving into that why, because I really love to paint a picture of the reasons, the right reasons we should be getting into this industry for, for you. What was that? Why, what, what did you love so much about it? Reflecting back to that 20 year old version of yourself? Well, I'm glad for calling me down on that. You're absolutely correct. Because I'll tell you what, what you recognize and the why is that anytime I think anything that anybody's going to be successful in any business, there has to be a passion for it. So I, I ended up, I liked the business. There was a passion for what I was doing. I enjoyed the accomplishment. Uh, Eric, we were working 80, 90, sometimes a hundred hours a week. And I enjoyed it. Don't, don't ask me to do that now. Cause I, I would hate <laughs> it, you know, but, but the point is, is that we enjoyed it. We served people. We had an accomplishment. Um, there's probably nothing greater than being able to serve others and see their satisfaction level on the same token there's nothing more frustrating from a restaurant's point of view when you do all that hard work you work the 80 90 hours and someone walks away dissatisfied mm. so the challenge i think the challenge and the passion of this business is is, is what's kept me on this road and there's several aspects i like about the business but but it's 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 the one thing i'm gonna mention the word common denominator again Think about it. It's the one thing we have in relationship to everybody we know. We're all restaurant experts in one way or another. At least we're <laughs> experts. We know what we want, right? Mm -hmm. And the ch and and there's no other business that can be like that. I couldn't talk about oil field engineering, okay? I just couldn't. <laughs> but restaurants, I think you can have a conversation with anybody because we all eat at restaurants. We all go out, and it's 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 kind of a a common um, uh, relationship to everybody we meet. Yeah. And I love how you just went straight there and you said you love serving people and that instant, uh, just a feeling of accomplishment when you do a job, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we want the cookie. We want the thing that, that, the, that reward in every day we get that, not even at the end of the day, every transaction we make, we get that reward if we do our job right. And I think, you know, at the end of, of the day or at when, it, when everything, not just the end of the day, but at 
the end of life. <laughs> what it all right. boils down to, I mean, anybody will be su- successful if they find a way to provide value and make it about other people. If you make it about other people and the happiness of other people, serving other people, whether it's your guests, your community, your team, if you can accomplish that, you will increase your odds of success tenfold. And I can see that being within you, being within Jim. And uh, yeah, awesome stuff, man. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, and I think I think it's actually within everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of being able to discover that and realize that. I mm-hmm. think if you asked anybody that they would want to score 100 on the test of relationships anytime. They really would like to. Uh, the problem is they don't have they, they don't always know how. And yeah. uh, and and they quit trying to get it right. They yes. quit trying to get there and they got to give up. So, you know, our success in this business for Jim and I is that we have one simple mission. I mean, we have, it's a very simple mission, Eric. It's to change lives by educating and inspiring independent restaurant operators to create restaurant success stories. Translate that into restaurant success is happiness. It's financial success. In other words, it's doing something you're impassioned to do and making people happy. And I think that everybody would really like that if they could just get back to getting it right and not putting out the fires and dealing with the constant problems of day-to-day life. Yeah, man. It's just to take it one step deeper. Uh, if we can take that mentality that you just shared with us and embody that same mentality and think of our employees the same way you think of all these restaurant owners. And we, if, if we take it upon ourselves to make sure that they just understand they don't, like you said, most people just don't know how, but if we take what we learn from you and what we learn from these guest mentors I have in the show, and we pass this on to our team I mean, that's where the magic starts happening. It's about t- teaching people how and what it's all about. So I feel like we could talk all day about this. We probably should move on. Uh, and one more thing before we really start just diving into uh, the topic for today, which again is the the fundamentals of running a restaurant. Um, 2004, you teamed up with Jim. And one thing that um, I that I think we both share both of our missions, both restaurant unstoppable and restaurantowner.com is our focus on the independent restaurant operator. So I'm curious. Yes. Why, why focus? Why did you guys choose to focus on the independent restaurant operator? Well, because um, there, there's a there's a couple of reasons there. Um, I think Jim's even said this. I've said this plenty of times, and, and so have lots of other speakers. Every one of the chains restaurants started out as an independent restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they didn't start out with fifty restaurants. They started out with one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so um, I think probably one of the things you'll see that is um, uh, common among many restaurant operators is they all have these aspirations of, gosh, this is a great restaurant. I want to do more. I want to do a bigger one. I want to do more restaurants. I mean, that's in any entrepreneurial type outlook, that's usually the the, the, the idea is I want to do this and I want to grow it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to make it bigger. And um, uh, so, so the independent restaurant, if you get it wrong there, you can never be a chain restaurant. I mean, at ever. And the problem, the thing with that independent restaurants, and the reason we like them is it because they are the backbone of our entire industry, mm. and 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 they're the ones out there with the numbers and the units, and they're out there the ones creating the new jobs and employees. And and unfortunately, they turn over more than the chain restaurants. But for everybody coming out, there's another one coming in. You know, yeah. and so. We need, this is a chance to get it right. And this is your chance to get it right in the beginning. If um, uh, if you don't know the fundamentals, you cannot go play shortstop if you don't know how to field a ground ball. If you don't know that how to keep score, that there's three outs and how you score runs and things like this, you don't know the rules of the game, you can't play baseball. If you don't know the rules of the game in the restaurant, 
and you don't know how to get it right and you don't know what success looks like, then you're probably doomed for failure. And here's another reason for the independent. Jim and I, we have been blessed to work with thousands of restaurants. I mean, literally thousands of restaurants all over the world, which is really cool. Okay. Different languages. But the one thing that is depressing is the failure rate and the fact that people lose their savings. They lose relationships. They are the hardest working people in the world, yet they have so much to risk out there. And if we feel that we can help by passing along the wisdom of others to those people starting an independent restaurant, we feel we can have an impact on the world. And I think they can have an impact on each other as well. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the, the truth is the world we live in today is more complex than it's ever been. And you can't just get a permit and the licensing and a loan and open a restaurant and expect to be successful. You need to push yourself. You need to educate yourself. You need to, there's so many variables that come into place to be competitive. I mean, that's the idea. I mean, we're, we got to be competitive to, to make it work. And um, there's resources out there. So it's not like, yeah, it is more complex, but there's also more resources than ever before to stay competitive. So you have to think about that. And one other thing you said is, you know, that the independents are the backbone of the industry. And I, this is me being extreme because my mind likes to go to the most extreme possible idea. But I like to think that the restaurants are the backbone of civilization. Hear me out. Because if you look at where we evolve from, how we evolve as humans, it was our, our ability. Look at any human history book. And it started with our ability to work together, to cultivate food, to bring food together, to process food. And when we're able to not live, a, a, you know, running from saber-toothed tigers and, and killing our food, and we figured out how to to create food and alter energy, that's when things started to really explode for us. So it all goes back to, to food and feeding each other and taking care of each other. I mean, this is who we are. Um, and that's that's where the heart of, you know, most, you know, there's so much heart in the industry. I mean, I'm, I'm getting way too philosophy. Like I'm, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> but, no, you're, you're not, you know. you're, you're not, not because I think many on this, I think many listening to this program today. Okay. Are thinking the same thing. You know, people don't get into this business just because they think it's getting rich. I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of passion that has to come, come along with this. Right. And, 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 and to feel like you're doing good. Um, um, sure. There is a financial reward. We're all looking at the busy restaurant saying, boy, those boys are just knocking down a killing and I want to be part of that, you know, and I know good food so I can do it, you know, and everything else. But 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 you're absolutely correct. It's um, uh, uh, very, very important that 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 independent restaurants succeed mm. for us to succeed. Hey, I'll go with you with as humanity <laughs> yeah all right well we're already at like 17 18 minutes we haven't even started talking about what we're here to talk about today so okay um you know you shot me this list and like we already mentioned earlier like i feel like so many people we, we struggle because yeah we say it all the time on the show you need to have those systems processes procedures but where do you start if you've never done it before you work for somebody and they were doing it wrong like you don't know what that picture of perfection looks like so i'm gonna th i'm thinking of this list as almost like a checklist a uh, goals to hit, like, you know, targets to hit things you should be considering. Uh, is that like a safe way to think of this list you provided me? Yes. Uh, let, let me kind of, yeah, exactly. The list is, is some fundamentals. We talked about it. It's how to play shortstop. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's how to hit the ball. Um, and, and, and let's, let's just talk about the why here. Okay. We talked about what, you know, the systems we're saying what, but why do we need systems? Well, let me kind of tell you a quote that I like to say, and I think we just talked about this, the guest experience 
ultimately determines a restaurant's success or failure. So, so basically, think about this. The results you currently get, whether that be financial or personal satisfaction in your business, are directly related to the guest experience you provide. So it's pretty simple. If you want predictable results, then you need to provide a predictable guest experience. And systems are the only method to achieve consistency and predictability. Mm-hmm. I mean, l- let's look at some of the success of some operators. Okay, oftentimes there's, there's some seemingly successful restaurants and uh, where the magic just seems to occur naturally. Would you agree? Yep. I mean, it just, it just happens, okay? <laughs> it's the perfect storm of conditions where the owner or management team is a great fit for the current staffing environment and maybe the ambience of the concept and the building are perfectly suited for the present market conditions. Everything just seems to work. They, they did it. It's working until one day it doesn't, okay? And maybe it's a key manager or group of employees that leave, or maybe it's an owner's ready to, to grow but has difficulty replicating the magic without his or her constant presence at, at all locations or, or the, the entire day part. You know, Whatever the reason, if your restaurant's success is heavily reliant on the individual people versus the roles they play, it can fall apart quickly. Okay, let me, let me say it another way. Too many times we see businesses finding the right job for the person rather than finding the right person for the job. This is where systems comes in, okay? This is where systems come in. And, and the success or failure for most restaurants is typically tied to operations. If you want to ensure your customers receive the ultimate guest experience, you must focus your attention on proving the systems that most influence the guest. And those, of course, are your operational systems. Mm. A, a lot of times we think – you know, we have people problems in this, in this, in this business, but we don't, I'm going to, I'm going to default to Edward Demings on that. Okay. Demings said most every problem you have in your business is a system problem, not a people problem. He goes, people problems are usually the result of systems you have with choosing the people Mm. and training them and doing everything else. So, so, so when we have the magic lead, when we have that person or whatever, whatever piece of the puzzle that made the whole thing successful when one piece gets out of place and we don't have a piece to put back in there then we can't keep the magic going and this is where some fundamental systems are okay we talked about business skills culture skills and system skills and 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 typically what we're talking about are systems within each one of those things you know if we're not profitable we don't have business skills we're not profitable it certainly makes it hard to run a restaurant let me let me tell you something it's it's profitable busy restaurants are easy to run i mean most any restaurant manager owner will tell you that when they're profitable when they're busy they're easy to run but when a restaurant is unprofitable cash flow cash flow problems develop and when cash flow problems develop each day becomes increasingly hard to manage cutting labor minimizing purchase cutting corners to make payroll pay bills almost always have a negative effect on the guest experience. Mm. So we get back to that guest experience. If the guest experience is not good and it's not something that's intentional or we do things to undermine that, then we cannot have the predictable results. So the systems help us have predictability and consistency and um, uh, uh, the results that we're getting. Okay. And, and they're also, here's another part, you know, you talked about culture, but, that you didn't want to get off on culture, but but you know what? When it boils down to it, culture is probably more dependent on systems 
than anything you ever realized. I mean, uh, let's look at some of the engagement facts of why uh, when we have an engaged employee, how systems affect that. One of the key ones, and, and adopted by most every psychologist around and uh, Gallup's uh, uh, deal, Anton, which is our, our, our local people guru on our side, and we're coming up with our own engagement survey and things like this. But almost every employee needs to clearly understand what is expected of them, right? And that would be things like job description systems, the training that they receive, and things like this. Those, the, that, that if they want to be engaged, they need to know, understand what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it, and not be left to just figuring it out on their own, okay? They also need to have resources and tools to do their job properly. People that cannot do their job properly because of broken uh, 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 heat lamps, because it keeps the food cold, or the POS is not configured to work to ring up right, or the carbonation on the soda is running terrible for three days, or the ice machine keeps running out and they have to run to get bags of ice. There's so many problems and fires we're putting out because we don't give them the proper tools and resources. How can we have an engaged employee? Well, the tools and resources are all part of the systems that we put together, right? Mm -hmm. Or they need a common mission or purpose. Otherwise, they'll seek their own agenda. So if we don't as part of our system, create a, a mission, a purpose for our restaurant, the values we want to have, and we don't, we don't uh, communicate those, then the, um, the, 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 what it should look like working at our restaurant is not a clear definition to the, everybody. It's like you said, we don't all have the same thought of what it looks like there, you know, and they need personal growth. I mean, where are the growth with, uh, for, for their goals and aspirations? So people need these things, and the only way you're going to do it is to lay out the path and have him understand exactly how you're to run that business. The back of the house needs systems for um, – it starts with ordering the product, um, how you're going to stock it on the shelves, uh, how you're going to decide how much is needed, like through prep lists. And for prep lists, who decides that? Is, it, is there a system in place for the prep list that says, I'm going to check my POS system on a weekly basis, look what my sales are, determine what those PAR levels are, because the prep list is important. I can't run out of product, but guess what? I can't have too much either, because if it sets on the shelves and spoils, <laughs> or inventory of fresh potato salad sitting there for 12 days, well, guess what? That is not servable. Yeah. Okay, So we need back-of-the-house systems, we need front-of-the-house systems, and we need back-office management systems to help us control our costs, because if we can't control our costs, we can't do the things we need to have the intentional guest experience. Joe, you are just spitting gold on us right now. We haven't even touched the list and we're just all better in this half hour. Just after having you just do your thing, man, I'm pumped up right now. Uh, so let's dive into the list. Do you, do you okay. want to start in any particular uh, area of the restaurant, front of, front of house, back of house or management? Yeah, let me just give you, I'll tell you what, let me just spend a couple minutes on each area, okay? Let's just look at the, uh, let's look at the management things and yeah. why those things are important to, to culture and, and remember, why they're important to the guest experience because what is it? That if the guest experience is not something the guest wants to return for, right, then we've got nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not going to have a restaurant for long. So we want to make sure we're intentional, we build that. So um, real, things like- Real quick, Joe, yes. I'm just going to set you up. Joe's going to go through this list. We're not going to spend a lot of time on each one of these bullets on the list. I will include this uh, PDF in the show notes. And really what Joe's going to do is just hit all these bullets and he's going to quickly explain what and why it's significant. And we're going to try to keep it going forward. But before we dive into that checklist, we got to take a quick break to thank today's sponsors. 
After studying over 300 successful restaurant professionals, I've discovered that to be successful in the restaurant industry, you need skills that go far beyond knowing how to cook. All of our guest mentors are damn near experts on business operations, systems, and culture. That is not a coincidence. That is what it takes to be successful. This is exactly why I tell everyone I know who wants to open a restaurant or is in the restaurant business to get a membership to restaurantowner.com. For only $29 a month, you have access to over 300 templates, including business plans, checklists, forms, manuals, and procedures. In addition, you have countless resources at your fingertips to join a community that has helped over 40,000 restaurant owners make better lives for themselves. Head over to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable and because you are restaurants unstoppable listeners you will get the first 10 days for only one dollar again that's restaurantsowner.com slash unstoppable whether you're just getting started in the restaurant business or if you're a seasoned veteran there's always something new to learn that never ends But what hasn't changed is the time you get to learn. Tipsy has taken everything you need to know and put it in one easy-to-access location. With Tipsy, you can learn what you want, when you want, by accessing an incredible library of video courses on topics like food and beverage, service, marketing, and business operations. It's basically a one-stop shop for everything you need to run a successful restaurant. You can also use Tipsy as a staff training tool. Through the management platform, you can select the courses that matter to you and schedule them out to your employees in a few simple clicks. Individual memberships are only $9 a month, and as a restaurant's unstoppable listener, you receive an extra 50% off your first month. So what are you waiting for? For $4.50, you can have access to this incredible resource right now. Just find the tipsy banner in the show notes. We're back. Joe, take it away with that checklist you've created for us. Right. Great. Good. Well, things things like um, there are some there's some fundamentals. There's there's ways to keep score. Okay, like um, from a management perspective, I think it's very very important to especially for fledgling restaurants, people that are starting out. We need to know things like our break even points, our awareness. You know, how many customers does it take a day to meet my budget? That pulls into something else. We need to have budgets that we need to work with, you know. So some of the some of the systems and best practices we're going to use for management include knowing your break-even point, having realistic food uh, beverage cost budgets, also budgeted labor schedules. I mean, that's our biggest purchase of the week is labor. It's it's more than any steak you buy or whatever. The labor we buy is really expensive, uh, typically at about low 30% of for every restaurant, okay. So if we – in management, we need systems for budgeting tracking, preparing for customer counts, and in managing our business according to that. Um, That gives us a weekly purchasing budget. We need to have things like inventory control. The inventory control is very important because if we do that properly, there are certain fundamentals of inventory control that allows us to know what our exact cost of sales is, to know if we're doing good or bad. gives us an opportunity to react instantly instead of waiting 40 days till the P&L statement may come from some accountant that's not even in your city that, you know, is too late to react on. It also is important for like turnover and par levels. We talked about prep list in the back of the house, which we'll get there in just a second. Um, If we don't have a good inventory control method, then, hey, 
I'm going to buy I'm going to buy 50 cases of uh, uh, garbanzo beans because they're three dollars off. You know, okay? Well, do they take into consideration that the garbanzo beans are now going to last them for four and a half years? Well, no, it doesn't. So that's <laughs> money on the shelf, right? Okay. So you know, having inventory control and, and awareness of turnover and par levels is very very important. And there's things like key item tracking. You know, when we're wanting to know, um, we've heard the old uh, saw that. Uh, 80% of your profit comes from 20% of your items and, and 80% of your cost comes from 20% of those items. So let's talk about key item control where we track those few things, having systems that track some of your core ingredients. And it's amazing that when you have a system for key item tracking, how it can um, uh, cut your cost across the board. Why? Because of awareness. Okay. Another factor we like to promote on restaurantor.com, which is really big, and people are starting to understand this more and more, is weekly prime cost. I mean, prime cost is probably one of the, what is to me, the most important measurement of a restaurant's ability to make a profit or not. And for full service restaurants, it needs to be no more than 65% rest, uh, of sales. That's, and prime cost includes your food, your beverage, your labor, and all related payroll taxes and workman's comp and all the other kind of stuff. So it gives us a common denominator, the rules of the game, the fundamentals that we need to know where we need to stick with there. Okay. And uh, just real quick, you mentioned a few terms. I'm I'm not going to assume everybody knows uh, what a par level is. um, Mm -hmm. If if this is your first time opening a restaurant, essentially the par level is that minimum number that you let your inventory gets to before you order more. So you never run out and you always are in stock. So just in case you're like, what the hell is a par level? Uh, I probably, there's probably better ways to explain it, but essentially that's what that is. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if if you're going to do, if you're going to do, 500 customers this week, then you know what your menu mix is based on what you sell for your point of sale, and you know the products you're going to use, and why order for 3,000 customers if you're only going to do 500, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, by, and why order for 100 if you're going to do 500 either? <laughs> it, works, it goes both ways, right? Okay, gotcha. all right. But, but other things, management practices such like as opening, closing, and shift change checklist do wonders. I'll tell you what, think about the guest experience. When does the guest experience in your mind start? Eric. For, uh, for me, man, the first time they hear about word of mouth, uh, when they first, when you're on somebody's radar. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then, so you drive by the restaurant and the next, the, the next part of that experience is what does it look like from the outside? Mm-hmm. Maybe I make it all the way into the parking lot. What does the parking lot look like? Mm-hmm. How about the front door? Are there smudges on there? Are there, you know, every single thing you hear or see about a restaurant or taste or smell, or or whatever about a restaurant. These are the senses that we get on there, and and that was. You must be a professional. Oh, you are a professional because you you understood that right off that. It's when you hear about it, your yep. expectations are formed at that very point from the first time you heard about it. Yeah. How are we going to fulfill those expectations without checklists, and policies, and procedures, and systems to make sure that what they expect is what they get. Mm. I love it. And even to take that further, I mean, we didn't even mention our online presence. I mean, it's it's brand imaging. Anything and anything that wherever you show up in the world, what does this say about me? How do I look? What What's that first impression? And today, if it's not word of mouth, it's through a Yelp review or through a, I want Thai food and your restaurant shows up, uh, you know, because of the SEO work you do. What's my website look like? All those things you need to consider. Uh, so it's all out there. Sorry, I kind of didn't mean to it- go too far, but. No, that's good. I, I, I love it. No, this I, I love this discussion. Back, we're gonna have to do this again. By the way, yeah, you know, please. this is 
we got a lot more to talk about here too as well. You know, and 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 finally on management stuff, and I'll end to this. You know, hiring and training all positions, employee handbooks, things like this are so important. And back office controls, and a lot of people, a lot of restaurant managers and owners, a lot of owners, I'm going to say, are pretty lax on their back office controls. And here's the issue: who is the one most likely of a able to steal from you and it's usually those you trust the most you know <laughs> and so systems are important to to keep people honest to keep them above board to make them go that extra mile to cheat you to don't make it too tempting you know we all have problems in life and all it takes is being behind on a few bills and uh, income tax coming up April 15th, whatever the case is going to be, you know, if, you know, if we're lax on, on, on systems and controls, we make it more vulnerable for people to want to steal from us. And so back office controls, things like balancing your daily cash, cash over in short, POS void logs, cash on hand balancing, where we, we're keeping up with the, the money known where it's going in and out and balancing your time and attendance tracking. You know, these are just fundamentals that we see that every chain restaurant does it. And any restaurant that's going to be sustainable and um, um, uh, grow and get past that three-year death period that most 60% of restaurants do and the the five-year death period that 80% of the restaurants you know that start go through, if we want to beat those odds, then we got to have these systems control so we're covering all the bases, our business, our systems, and our culture skills. Awesome. So that's the management aspect. <laughs> all right. So that's one out of three. Uh, let's move on to uh, back of house. Okay, and, and back of the house, I think people work in the back. I'm going to put myself in the back of the house. I think about when I became on the catering job, okay, um, it, it, is that was a worker position. That was producing something, doing something. I got to serve and cook and everything. We were cooking barbecue. We had pits and all this other kind of stuff. But, you know, the thing is, is that people want systems and control. We talked about that. They need the resources. They want to know that their job is valued. So if you give them systems, you give them training, you give them specific ways you want to do things, not only are you going to have a predictable guest experience, but you're going to, you're going to reinforce that value that they need in being trained. They're going to be, they're, they want to be trained. They want to be, they want to realize they do a job better than somebody else. Um, I may not be able to wait tables, but I can darn sure get my steaks down a medium rare 99% of the times, right? Okay. So, so in, in the back of the house, it, it, it starts with everything from the time we order, where we have an order guide. And an order guide is simply a, a, a list of all the products you need in your restaurant. We talked about the par levels, the par levels that one we're going to need to build to or get down to a minimum, order the next, what, whatever that's going to be, however your system is on that, um, so, so that we can keep all the product on hand. Now, why is it important to keep product on hand for the, for the guest experience? Well, that's pretty obvious, you know. You don't want to be 86ing your premier fajitas that your people come from miles around and drove 20 miles past other restaurants just to get and run out at your restaurant, okay? That's not going to be good. So order guides are important. The prep list we talked about, uh, a prep list. People say, oh, I got a prep list. It's what's well, a handwritten sheet of paper where they write down, I need this, I need that, I need that. It needs to be systematic, and it needs to be all always checked on every few weeks or so look at your current sales see what's moving keep keep your prep list systematic and and knowing every time so that so that you don't have these fires to put out like we ran out of potato salad it's going to take 30 minutes to get it together so now we're out of a product we can be more proactive in that you know if we want to be intentional about our guest experience we need to be intentional about our preparation 
for that guest experience. Product rotation, things like dates and things like this, all fundamental procedures that if you don't do this stuff, it's going to come back and bite you. Uh, recipe manuals and build charts, probably the most important thing. Too many restaurants these days don't have systems for controlling the recipes. It's always going to be in that person's head. Well, what happens when that person leaves or when that person is not working? Then it's the other person that maybe does it just slightly different because they think that's better. You got to have systems of control. So everybody's doing the same thing every time. And when everybody's doing the same thing every time, that's called a consistency. When we have consistency, we have a predictable guest experience. Station charts and setup exactly the way they're supposed to look at. Uh, line checks, menu service, time standards. And this is probably a big one. Remember when you talked about, does everybody really know or, or do they have the same definition of what success looks like and everything? Well, that goes into menu service times. Do people really know how long that app is supposed to take? What's the window? We have what we call steps of service and ticket time guidelines, which are available on the website to help people discover and find out exactly what their intentional guest experience is. That if someone orders an entree, what is the window of time that they're expected to get it? Because if we don't know what that's supposed to look like, we're never going to meet it. Okay. And if the customer comes in there, assuming they come at three out of four times and they get their, their salad um, within three minutes after they order it, then the fourth time they get it 10 minutes after they order it. What are they thinking about the day? Inconsistency. Right? Yeah. You know, hey, even yeah. if it's like, even if it's insignificant, if it's not consistent, like it's it, the the way the mind works, the human mind, like they, they'll throw it. I mean, it could be a half hour forever. And one day you, you're just on point and that person gets it and in 20 minutes. That's the new standard. That's what they're going to expect. So you have to set those standards so people know what marks to hit and whether you're doing too good or even like sending it out too soon. If you're sending it out too soon, that could be an issue because if you can't do it consistently, then you might run it. Would you say that? is going too far off course. Like if you have your rock star who sends it out in like 10 minutes, is that necessarily a good thing? If the average person sends it out in 15 minutes, I'm curious about that. No, I, 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 my belief is that that should be dictated by your concept. In other words, that has to be defined. In fact, every restaurant I've ever opened, that's one of the first things we did. We said, okay, let's, See what our time allowance is going to be for these things. And then all the systems that we created, the, the equipment that we use to cook, the number of staff that we have on the line, the service running back and forth, the whole way, the whole the way the whole uh, uh, machine works, right, is predicated on meeting those specific um, uh, requirements of the service style we were trying to do. And obviously, um, a $60 check average fine dining place expectations are totally different than going into a lunch place and getting some burgers and fries, right? Yeah, yeah. No matter, even if they're both table service, mm -hmm. it's still, they're different expectations. So you got to have those things. And then here's the key. Here's where the culture comes in. When you have those expectations and everybody's on the same page and they know what that is. Now you can, if you're good, you can empower those employees to do something proactive when we're outside of that. Wouldn't you rather go tell somebody at three minutes when their salad is due there's been, sorry, there's been a delay. I want to get that to you. You know, I want to tell you now that it's running a little bit behind. I apologize. Can I get you something? Whatever that's going to be. We used to do what we call appeasement platters for mm -hmm. that. Anytime we saw that uh, servers were empowered to go get a appeasement platter that had all these relishes and hams and like a little antipasta kind of thing, you know, and just take it to the table. There it is. You know, fine. Please hope this, you know, munch on this while you're waiting yeah. or whatever. Bartenders, if, you know, customers are getting antsy, they could just buy the drinks, mm -hmm. period. 
it, you, you can't do those things if you don't know what the rules of the game are and what the time frames mm-hmm. are. So very, very, very important on the service times. And um, tools for like what it should take and how to monitor those things. We have all those things on the website. And again, like like the managers, opening and closing and shift change, the stuff they're going to do to make sure the restaurant is running fine and the guest experience and it's prepared. Well, the back of the house needs their same things. They need their level of opening, shift change, and closing checklist. You know, Awesome. So, All right. Yeah. That hits the last item on the back of house che- uh, bolded point of you know bullets you gave us earlier, but let's move over to the uh, front of house checklist. All right. And the same thing It's is that like we prepare the back of the house and their jobs to be able to keep the whole wheel running. You know, the service is so important because guess what? That's where the hospitality occurs. That's where that is where the rubber meets the road. That is the thing that the people that's the face of your restaurant is the people they face, whether it's a counter service restaurant ordering from a cashier or a, 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 a drive through window or a, 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 a fine dining place and, and a professional wait staff coming up to take your orders. You know, that interaction is the, op, is the, is the chance to uh, enhance that or cement that guest experience. And if we don't have systems for exactly what we expect, including those service times and everything on the front of the house, the steps of service standards we're going to have, we're never going to meet those expectations. You know why? We can't meet expectations that we don't know what they are right? We have to be intentional, know what those expectations and create them. So things like your station, station duties and setup, you know, too many times people say, well, this has to be done. Everybody pitch in and get it done. Well, just get systematic. I mean, if you're working, if you got five wage staff on there, this one handles this station and gets this set up. This one handles that station. Here's my seating charts. You know, these are all systems. These are all things to make, um, make the shift run smoothly and knowing that everybody is doing something different that, but they're doing it that eventually culminates in getting the whole job done. Uh, again, uh, having properly configured POS system with service and settlement and discount tracking, void control, order requisition printing. Think about how important those are to the server. If you get where you can't do your job because you have a lack of systems or an improperly configured POS system, then how – and you're dealing with that. How are you going to pull out your hospitality hat and make that person feel like they're the most important person in the world when you don't feel like you're the most important person in the world. You know, you said this earlier and I wanted to say it now, but now I'm going to, now I'm going to get on my high horse and talk about it. (laughs) I'm a big believer in the customer comes second. I love that book and I'm sure you've probably read it. Okay. And what this really means is that the more value you place on your employees, including those systems and the systems, you know, giving them the resources to work with, the more value you place on your employees. And guess what? The more value they're going to place on the customer. So a lot of people say, wait a minute, the customer comes first always. Yeah. And guess how you get there by making the employee first, giving, setting them up for success, giving them systems to handle that. So in the front of the house, you know, having good table management systems, opening and closing and shift change and station duties, um, properly setting things up, um, uh, doing your bar management for um, uh, making sure that, that, that you have all the stock that you need there that, and at the same time controlling the inventory in that area like locked inventory control or controlling the restocking and all the other kind of things. Why? Because even our cost-related type of systems impact the guest experience one way or another. Awesome. Right? Yep. I love it. So I, I suggest in people going through these the, – the, the, and this is just a small sample, Eric, what they have on there um, – Different restaurants, different concepts. There's a lot more systems you could put out there. But the point being is that what is it? Systems. 
Why is it? Because systems promote predictability and consistency. And how do you do it? You learn what all the others are doing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and you understand how to apply those in your restaurant. Man, this has been so valuable. I mean, we threw a lot at you today. If you're going crazy trying to make notes, just remember this is episode 315. I might have to correct that later. I'm pretty sure it's 315. So just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 315. I'll have a summary in the show notes and I'll have that PDF right there. And uh, I have a confession. I have not read the book Customer Comes Second. So who wrote that so I can go buy it on Amazon right now? Oh, do you know? I'm getting ready to be 61 years old. And the first thing <laughs> that's right. is like, I hey, you don't title. have the memory of the 20 year old that was running a catering. <laughs> so I, I, I'll think of it as soon as we hang up. But, but, um, um, uh, yeah, it's a great book. It's, 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 it's something I heard actually in a speech by someone else saying that. And, and of course being a restaurant minded person, when someone said the customer comes second, I'm going, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. But I've explained this in depth to a lot of people, how important that is, um, mm. Eric in, in, in that, if we value our employees, we give them the systems to set up for success, then we can count on them being on our team to, to promote a predictable and uh, consistent guest experience. Awesome. Well, I'll find out who that is, and I'm going to try to get them on the show, and I'll have that book in the show notes as well. And before I let you go, Joe, I just want to extract three truths, three pieces of wisdom that you know to be true, that you can impart on us before we say goodbye, that will just leave us all better people and restaurant operators. Well, I'll, I'll do my best, uh, but I, I'm going to I'm going to start out with um, remini- re- remembering that the success or failure of your restaurant ultimately relies on the guest experience. If you want to solve every problem in your restaurant, then you look at the guest experience, you make it intentional. So an intentional guest experience and the guest experience, folks, people talk about uh, what does that look like? I suggest sitting down with your staff what and, 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 and brainstorming. What do we want? What do we think the guest experience should look like at our restaurant? What would the guests want to come back for more and more and more? Mm-hmm. Okay. The next is we want to, before we start marketing our restaurants and before we start telling people through uh, websites and social media and paid advertisement, whatever, how great we are. Come try us for the first time. I'm going to make a strong recommendation. Get your house in order, get your systems in place so that when those people come that they have a predictable guest experience, because there's nothing worse than really great marketing, helping people learn out. You don't helping people learn faster that you don't have your ducks in a row and they're going to come one time and they're not going to come back. So having those systems and the other, I'm going to end up with valuing your employees. Um, we have studies have found that we have a workers, B workers and C workers and a workers are your top caliber people. They don't like to be around C workers. C workers are the ones that are lo- not very motivated, not inclined to do anything. But then you've got your B workers, okay? And this is where most of our staff should re- ends up being. The cool part about your B workers, the ones that, if surrounded by good people, will elevate their job, but if surrounded by bad people, will lower their standards. Mm. Those are the ones that still have an opportunity. Get rid of the Cs. Increase your As by by um, by having the systems and making the work environment better. Joe. 
Erickson, man, this has been a blast. Uh, you've been incredible. Uh, I'm just blown away with the value you left us today. Uh, before I let all my guests go, I have them call somebody out. So who is one independent restaurant operator, somebody you admire in this industry, I mean, just believe would be a great guest mentor for us. That's actually how I, I met Shyla. I think it was Jim Laub called out Shyla Morris from Squeeze In. Uh, I want you to find me a Shyla. Who's a Shyla out there? Who's your well, Shyla? <laughs> I'll tell you what, not just because I love pancakes, <laughs> but we have an operator in San Antonio. His name is Robert Fleming. He's a great guy. Uh, we have done a lot of work with him. They've come to some of our workshops and stuff. He has helped us as much as we've helped him, and he 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 talks about how we've helped him all the time. We're going well. You're helping us too, man, because we like to share people's successes with other restaurateurs. I think that's probably the one of the great benefits of of this. What you're doing right now, you're sharing people's successes. They get to hear these things. Ah, that's what I need, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Robert Fleming of the Magnolia Pancake House in San Antonio, Texas, um, has two restaurants now. He's got his daughter work with him and his uh, uh, partner Richard Buffalini. Uh, He'd be a great one to have on the show. He was a great guest. You were right. I had him very early on. Uh, he was one of my oh. earliest guests. And uh, you were oh. saying so many great things. I didn't want to interrupt you because he uh, justice, you know, he deserved those great things being said about him. But that's fine. You provided enough value. I won't I won't push you too hard unless you have another one on the tip of your tongue. I'll let you spit it out now. OK, well, I'll uh, um, don't worry. I, I don't have. It. A, a, <laughs> okay. much, but I'll tell you what I. I, I can't think of a few and I'll send them to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So right. just let the folks at home know how we can connect with you. Um, if we have any further questions or any final calls to action. Sure. Sure. We can go to restaurant owner, www.restaurantowner.com. Um, uh, always to get a hold of us. Um, you can write, email me personally at Joe at restaurantowner.com or Jim at Jim at restaurantowner.com. If you have questions, um, but those are the, those are the best way. And, uh, we have a great discussion forum on there that if you happen to be a member of restaurantowner.com, uh, maybe some more, and you're listening today, maybe some more questions come up, uh, that you might have some more in-depth or follow-up questions on that. Our discussion forum is an opportunity to do that. We also have our Facebook page and we get a lot of interaction on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, number of likes is going up fast. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, guys, I've already mentioned it. Uh, Joe, Jim, all the folks at restaurant owner, Dot com are supporting Restaurant Unstoppable, uh, and they are offering you a special deal. If you head over to um, restaurantunstoppable.com slash 315, you'll find the links to restaurantowner.com. If you use that link, guys, you will get one for $1, you'll get 10 days free. And once you do that, I'm telling you, you'll be a, a member for life. But you have no idea um, how much I love being able to recommend something like restaurantowner.com because it makes me sleep better at night when I have somebody who's sponsoring the show who I would be telling you about regardless. Uh, it just makes me uh, feel like, you know, I'm sending you guys in the right direction and it's a great service and they've been helping me create this incredible content for you guys. With all that, Joe Erickson, thanks again so much for coming on the show, man. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Oh, well, thank you, Eric. <laughs> and appreciate it. And I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm looking for that next time to be on there. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Okay, Cheers. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that awesome interview with Joe Erickson from restaurantowner.com. Uh, these guys know what they're talking about, and uh, I'm so happy uh, he put the emphasis on how many people just talk about there's a problem with people in this industry. And he's so right when he says the problem isn't necessarily with people, it's with enabling people and giving them the tools to, to be able to do the job right. And whenever you find yourself 
coming up with these words, uh, or, you know, it's on the tip of your tongue, like, oh, what's wrong with all these people? Why can't they do the job? Ask yourself, what am I doing um, to enable them to do the job? What can I be doing to, to make sure they fully understand what's expected from them? They fully understand what the picture of perfection is. We can't do too much to aid and serve our team. And uh, great emphasis on that. Uh, totally just jacked up after having this conversation with Joe. Tons of incredible advice. And if you guys enjoy this content and you want more content like it, the best way you can say thank you is by using the links in the show notes. Because whenever you do that, if you're if you're using my, my sponsor links, guys, that tells my sponsors that this is worth their while investing in supporting what I'm trying to do. Uh, so if you're interested in Restaurant Unstoppable and leveraging this resource in your business, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 315. If you do that, you'll find the banner for restaurantowner.com right there. Uh, you can use that link to get 10 days for $1. It's a no brainer. You don't need any brains to make this decision, guys. I'm telling you, uh, you will be thankful after you do that. And uh, it's it's so, <laughs> I love when I get to uh, promote products and services I truly believe in because uh, it just, oh, man, it, it's like I said, like I, I would be, I would be pr promoting restaurantowner.com even if they weren't sponsoring me. I would be telling the world about the service they provide because I do, I really do believe in it. Uh, and like always, guys, if you want to connect with me, shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. I'm on Snapchat, Eric Cacciatore, Twitter, Eric Cacciatore, Instagram, Eric Cacciatore, and Facebook slash Restaurant Unstoppable. And the best way to connect with me is through those one-on-one -on -one chats, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash one-on-one. -on -one. If I don't have your answer, if I can't give you the solution you're looking for, I know someone who can, and I'm always happy to help you connect with my network. So do, do leverage those one-on-one -on -one chats. And plus, maybe you know somebody you can connect me with uh, that you admire, who's a, the rock star in your community. Uh, I'm always looking for that next guest mentor to have on the show. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thanks for sticking around this long. I love you all. Until next time, peace out.